Hi everyone, I am your host, Mary Rose Shanahan, and you are very welcome to Come Here To Me podcast, where every week I will be joined by inspiring guests who will share insights, experiences, and ideas that will help you become 1% better every day. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode number three of Come Here To Me podcast. Today, I am joined by Sinead Keane, also known as S. Keen Wellness on Instagram. With almost 5,000 followers, Sinead is a psychotherapist and yoga teacher. She offers online therapy and is founder of Shine Online. We discuss the who, what, when, where, how of all things meditation and more. Welcome to the podcast, Sinead. I'm absolutely delighted to have you today. So for anyone who doesn't know you, Sinead, would you like to give a brief introduction to yourself? Yes, thank you so much, Mary It's a, a privilege to be invited on. Um, so my name is Sinead Keane. I'm a psychotherapist and yoga teacher uh, based in Limerick. Uh, I do a lot of work online, though. I suppose like many people in 2020, we were forced to kind of move our services online. Um, that was something I kind of had wanted to do anyway, I suppose, because, you know, I wanted the option of working remotely. So it kind of forced me to do it before uh, I had imagined I would be. So, yeah, I suppose I work, you know, they're my job titles, but I, I have a number of different projects in that, I suppose, that fall underneath those. Um, so I work one to one with clients um, for counselling and psychotherapy on like various different reasons. Uh, various different issues so I suppose the main ones would be you know anxiety self-esteem issues self-confidence um, I suppose body related issues um, and I suppose even you know grief and loss and relationship issues so I, you know that's just mentioning a few I could I could go on forever but um, yeah so I work one-to-one um, online and I suppose I have my own therapy space as well in Limerick and then also, I suppose, as I said, I'm a yoga teacher, so I'm currently not teaching at the moment. I was teaching online uh, in the first lockdown, but I uh, teach a lot of meditation. So something I'm very, very passionate about. Um, I run a Shine Online course with Sinead Hegarty, um, and that is a four week introduction to meditation. Uh, for beginners, so those who have maybe never um, tried a meditation before. And then also I run a moon meditation circle, which is kind of, I suppose, maybe a more deeper practice for those who have a, a practice, um, a meditation practice for longer or, you know, are interested maybe more in, in getting to know a little bit more of the spiritual side of meditation. So that's mainly what I do um, at the moment, uh, along with different workshops and all that as well. Perfect. You're quite a busy woman, Sinead. <laughs> so do you want to tell us how did you first get into meditation? Yeah, so I um, started my psychotherapy training in 2015. And I suppose I actually had been exposed to meditation before that. My mother used to practice meditation a bit. And I remember, like, it's so funny looking back now. I used to kind of laugh and kind of wonder, like, what it was or, like, I just had this abstract concept of what it was. I had no idea what it actually looked like in, you know, simple terms. And I suppose I just wasn't ready, you know. I, I, I suppose I didn't see the need for it or didn't really even know maybe what the benefits were. So I started my psychotherapy training and different lecturers 
would commence uh, some of our, our classes. I suppose it was quite an intimate training. There was only 18 of us. So it was, you know, classroom based. And some lecturers would commence, um, you know, some of our classes with meditations. And oh my God, I hated it. Absolutely hated it. I remember like my mind would be just racing. And so many people, when they begin, report this that, you know, they can't, you know, slow down the mind. And I think it even, it, it almost makes us aware of how active our mind is. Sometimes we're not even aware of how much thoughts are going on up there because we're not stopping to to notice, you know. So uh, I really struggled with it. And I used to open my eyes and look around and I'd be thinking, will I go, will I go out to the toilet just so I don't have to do it and anything to avoid it. But over time, um, I suppose I had no choice. I had no choice but to do it you know it was it was either keep up with the resistance or actually try and surrender and see if I could get anything from it and over time slowly slowly um I started to let get little glimmers of oh you know I was actually very present there and, and I, I think even at the time I probably didn't even have the language for it you know um but yeah that's where it, that's where it began and um I think probably a year or two after that I really started to actually want to meditate. And I think a big part for me was um, I started yoga and at the end of yoga class, I really was able to enter a meditative state after I suppose physically moving my body when we'd lay down for meditation. That was when I really, really started to feel the benefits. And the first benefit that really struck me was um, my sleep. I used to sleep oh, like a baby after that yoga class, uh, just completely knocked out. And I'd wake up just feeling so uh, fresh and full of energy. So that's what kind of brought me back to it. And yeah, that's where the love of it kind of uh, emerged. But it definitely wasn't love at first practice. It took lots of time and lots of encouragement. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, when it comes to meditation, they're like, you know, where do I start? What do I do? It's almost like meditation can seem intimidating because I think it's something that we're just not really educated in and that we don't like we're not exposed to it. And it's kind of something that's just kind of on the side and we're no one really knows much about it. So for people listening, how would you recommend for a beginner to start meditation and implement it into their daily routine? Yeah, I think that's so true what you said. Like we just, we don't have any, there's no education on it. So it's like, you know, sometimes the unknown can be like daunting or, you know, it can kind of intimidate us sometimes, even though we may know very little about it. Um, and I think like, you know, even probably in my childhood in that, um, you know, meditation was seen as, seen as very kind of, I don't know, woo-woo or like, that you'd be, you know, up in the mountains in the Alps with different monks or, you know, it was very like, um, I think it kind of suggested a very like solitary spiritual life. Um, but I think slowly now that is changing, thankfully, and it's, it's being brought more to the West and people more and more are integrating it into their daily lives, you know. So you can still work like a corporate job or that and have a meditation practice. You know, it's not all or nothing. So I think that's fabulous about it. Um, so to answer your question, you know, where is a good place to start for a beginner? Um, I suppose this is where or why Shine Online um, was born. 
So as I mentioned earlier, it's a four week introduction to meditation. I suppose why we started to bring this group together, Sinead and I, was so many people, I suppose, through Instagram or that or through my client work would ask, you know, how do I start? How do I go about it? That question that you've just asked. And for me, you know, when I think back to when I started being part of that group, being part of, you know, my training was huge. As I said, I couldn't really, I couldn't run, I couldn't hide, you know, I had I had committed to the training, so it was part of it. So I needed to show up to it. And I think that can really help in the early days of meditation. You know, whether it's Shine Online or some other course, please God, uh, soon we'll be able to get back to meditation circles in person, you know, and I think that can even be even more powerful uh, sitting in a room with, with other women or uh, women and men. Um, and hopefully locally, you know, wherever you are listening to this, that you will start to see more of those groups coming back. But I think being part of a group is huge because, as I said, you have that accountability. You know, you've signed up, you know, paying money, like paying a fee can help you to be, you know, you're saying, right, I've paid whatever X amount of money I need to show up, you know. So that can definitely help. And um, yeah, I suppose starting very small, you know, like there are so many types of meditation. And, you know, sometimes I think when we're starting something new, we want to get to the end point, you know, we want to get, oh, I, I need an hour practice a day or, you know, so that's, that's not how it is. It's like if you were starting, you know, training in the gym, you'd start at the beginning, you'd start with, you know, the, the lower weights and build your, build your way up. Um, so it's similar with this. So like, you know, just starting with five minutes, if you can't get access to a meditation group right now, you know, just uh, there are so many amazing apps out there. Um, one I love is Insight Timer. Um, you can just download it for free. Um, there are other ones like Cam or I've heard good things about Unplugged um, or just simply YouTube. You can just type in and it's, you know, whatever it is you need on that day. You know, you can type in beginner's meditation or um focus meditation or me meditation to reduce stress whatever it is that you're desiring i guess um and yeah just start small with five minutes and like i mentioned uh be prepared that the mind will wander and you know that is not the goal of meditation to turn off our minds um you know sometimes i think it can happen as a as a byproduct but it's not the goal you know, that we go in and we switch off our mind. I think if that was achievable, everybody in the world would be meditating that, you know, on the first go, you go in and the mind just stops. So thoughts will arise. This is just what our mind does. And all I, all I can say is that you're not doing it wrong, you know, just come back to your breath, come back to the sound of the guided med meditation. So I don't know if I, if I mentioned that, that I would definitely recommend guided meditation to begin um, so somebody speaking you through um, the meditation, telling you, you know, where to put your attention or focus. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the starting point. Joining a group or if that's not possible, finding a guided meditation and starting small. And, you know, like there, as I said, there are so many times to meditation, but, you know, a simple breathing technique is is a meditation, you know, so. There is like a 16 second meditation. I, I'm actually happy to demonstrate it here if that's okay with you, Mary Rose. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's like very simple. And as I was saying, sometimes we can blow it up and it's, you know, this abstract thing, but it's literally a very sharp breathing technique. So 
I will just talk you through it and then uh, I'll do it once more after that. So for any yep. listeners. So just to get very comfortable where you are and close down your eyes if you can. But you can do this with your eyes open. You know, you can be doing this at your desk at work or out and about and no one will even notice that you're doing this. So this is called the box breath or the four part breath. And what it involves is inhaling for four seconds. Then pausing and holding that breath for four seconds. Then exhaling for four seconds. And then pausing before breathing in again for four seconds. So just practicing it with me now, inhaling for four seconds. Pausing for four seconds. Exhaling for four seconds. And pausing for four seconds. Okay, so that is very simply the box breath or the four part breath, um, which is a form of meditation and, you know, something that you can use to reset, you know, so many people, I think, find public speaking or, you know, different like presentations or different work scenarios, very challenging or stressful. So, you know, this is this can be a tool that you have in your back, po back pocket that you can turn to and say, right, I'll do this now and no one will even know. So, um, yeah, just starting with um, the very simple, basic um, meditation and working from there. That's brilliant, Sinead. Um, for anyone listening, I actually did the Shine Online course myself um, because I found with meditation, I made it my New Year's resolution. It was something I was going to start. But again, I just didn't know where to start, what to do, how to do it, when to do it, where to do it. Um, so Sinead Keane and Shane Hagerty offered the four-week course online. And it, I swear to God, it, it absolutely changed my life because it gave me a starting point. It showed me what to do, how to meditate for how long. And I always compare meditation to the feeling that with my mind, it's like I have 100 tabs open. And when I meditate, even if it's for five minutes, 10 minutes, as long as I want, all those tabs are shut down. And it's like I get I can focus. I have clear minded. I can think clearly like the benefits for me are endless. So if anyone is looking for a starting point, I'd highly recommend the Shine Online course with Sinead Keane and Sinead Hagerty. It's absolutely fantastic for anyone who wants to get into meditation. Um, and I suppose meditation is like it's like if you go to the gym, if you join the gym, you don't expect to be you know, a bodybuilder after one session. It takes time. It takes work. It's going to take a few sessions to get into the swing of it. And then you're going to get more confident after each time you go. So meditation is the exact same like going to the gym. You have to put in the effort. But if you put in the effort and the results, you'll reap the results. The results are so rewarding. Um, so like that, Sinead, would you be able to tell us some of the benefits of meditation? Because I know for me, they, they've had such an effect on my life. Brilliant. Yeah, I love how you described it there. Um, so, so true. And thank you for your kind words. Um, yeah, so I mentioned earlier, the first one I started to see was an improvement in my sleep, you know, um, and like, you know, when I think back, I don't think my sleep was too poor at the time, but it was different. It was like, it was the quality of the sleep, you know, um, just very little dreams. And I'd wake up just feeling so fresh and full of energy. Um, so that's what brought me back to yoga classes and the meditation, I suppose, at the end, um, 
Um, so that's that's one. Uh, secondly, you know, it increases your focus. So sometimes people feel like, you know, oh, they don't have time to meditate or that. Um, but for me, I feel meditation actually buy, buys you time because I think you're more focused and more, you know, um, on task when you are working or when you are doing a project after meditation because, you know, you're, you're more present, you know, you're less preoccupied with thoughts and that. So definitely uh, increased focus is something that I have seen. Um, so a big one as well is access to inner peace, you know, so, so often, and I think even now, you know, if you think, if you take what's happening today, you know, there's, I suppose there's a lot going on out there in the world. And if we tune into that a lot, you know, it can impact on us and the fear of, of all the, all the things that are going on and all the possibilities. Um, but what's so wonderful is that meditation can help us to, tune inward and inward to that that world that exists within each of us that very often goes unexplored you know we we explore our, our outer world you know nearly all day every day but the inner world goes um unexplored and you know when you when you can drop below thought and enter that meditative state which which may take some time um you can get access to inner peace this this peace that is just available deep within and it's you know it's like no other and just knowing that that's within you and accessible to you you know at any point is so I suppose comforting you know mm. um so another one is living more in the present moment so you know so often we're lost in thought thinking about yesterday or the past or things that should have happened or could have happened or did happen that shouldn't have happened and so on or equally in the future you know thinking about what may happen, anticipating all those possibilities that may never, ever happen. Um, or just simply, you know, what to cook for dinner or who you're meeting later, all that. So very often our mind, our attention is in the past or in the future. And the problem with that, with that is that life isn't happening out there. Life is happening right now. And, you know, if we're so caught up in the future, and what's yet what's yet to come you know when that moment comes we're not actually even in that moment because we're in the future again if that makes sense so life is passing us by so meditation helps to bring us into the present moment and that may you know sometimes talking about these concepts or that it can be um hard to grasp for people I think, you know, it's something that you have to experience, you know, um, but I suppose why you might do that, why you might be um, enticed to do that is if you notice that, you know, very often you're not in the moment with people. You're not really taking in fully what's happening and life is passing you by. Um, that is a huge benefit of meditation, really noticing what's happening right now. And um I know we're talking about meditation, but a, a, another great tool to help bring you into the present moment is being in nature. Um, and, and sometimes being in nature can be almost like a meditative practice, like uh, like a movement, a, a moving meditation as you walk. Um, and being in nature really helps bring you into the present moment as you kind of tune into your senses and notice what's around you. Um, so uh, on a practical level, it is a tool to alleviate stress, you know, so there is a lot of stress um, in today's society and, 
you know, very often we carry that in the body. We can feel that physically, you know, a place to that I would have carried it a lot was in my shoulders and neck almost felt like I was maybe carrying the weight of the world. That's where I was carrying it. Um, so meditation can help, you know, alleviate that stress and that tension that we can carry. And it helps to reduce cortisol levels, which is the, the stress hormone. And finally, well, I could go on forever, but the last one I'm going to talk about today is the pause. Um, so what this means is that when you have a meditative practice and, you know, the longer you're practicing, um, when something happens in life, when something's thrown at you, when somebody says something that, you know, isn't very uh, kind or you're not very receptive to um, meditation, having a meditation practice can help us to pause and kind of observe what's happening and help us to choose our response rather than responding from the emotion. So if you think, you know, very often we are, you know, people react, you know, and they've said something or, you know, done something that, you know, a, a while later they'll regret, but it's just, you know, instinct um, and emotion takes over. Well, meditation, I, I suppose that's where the present moment comes in, really helps to bring you back into this moment. And it's like, hmm, okay, how do I want to respond here? You know, choosing your response so that you're in control of your emotions and yourself rather than them controlling you, if that makes sense. So that happens over time when you have a meditation practice that you'll start to see that pause entering. And, it, it, you know, it may not, you may not even notice it in the moment and maybe afterwards it's like, oh, I think that was that. I think that's what they talk about. I think that was that pause that they talk about. Yeah, definitely. There's some great points there because I found recently what I've been doing is um, whenever I'm back home in West Cork, I always make sure that I go for my run in the local woods and I just feel like you can't beat it. I don't know if, it, if it's because I'm from the country and actually that it just um, appeals to me, but I just love being on my own in the woods with my own thoughts running and I just feel it's the best form of meditation. Well, one of the best forms because you're just there in the fresh air with your own thoughts and it's just like you clear everything and it's just like a, a break from life and it's just you're away from everything and everyone and it's just so it's so it's so good for the mind and um as you mentioned there as well i found actually learning it from the shine online meditation courses the pause has definitely had such a big impact on my life because i think naturally my personality is quite like fiery at times and again you know if you are in a relationship and your partner says something you know i think it's so it just happens all the time where our first instinct is to act out or to snap and then what happens is it leads to a fight and instantly you regret what you say straight away. And you're like, OK, do you know, if I just had taken a pause, you know, just thought about it and, and came from his side of um, his point of view or just thought about it on their side of view, you kind of just you take a step back and it gives you a chance to think like think clearly almost because you think irrationally if you don't take that pause and then you don't want to end up saying something you regret. Um, so definitely some I agree with some of those points. Um, perfect, Sinead. For I think uh, one of the main problems for a lot of people is, again, we all live such busy lifestyles and it's always hard to fit time in for meditation. Um, I do believe that if you, you know, you can always find time for anything, um, even it is getting up that small bit earlier in the morning or being stricter, you know, spending less time scrolling on your Instagram, there's always time to fit something in if you want to. So for people who do have a hectic and busy schedule, do you have any tips for them to try and fit meditation into their schedule? Yeah, that is so true that, um, you know, that that can be an obstacle, you know. Um, 
But as you said, I do believe also that you can make time, you know, it's it's how you're spending your time and maybe becoming aware of that is the first step, you know, noticing, you know, how much time do you spend on your phone or scrolling or, um, you know, snoozing that alarm in the morning for an extra 20 minutes, half an hour, you know, so all that time. Um, you know, we all have the equal amount of time. And as you said, I, I do think um, you can find the time, if, I suppose, if something is important to you. And, you know, if the why is strong enough. So, you know, why is it that you want to start meditation? You know, what what is it that you're, why is it that you're being drawn to it? Uh, so use that to kind of motivate you, you know. And the thing with meditation is, is that, you know, you don't see the benefits typically until, you know, long term, you know, and, you know, anything that we get instant rewards from, we're more likely to do, you know, it's like eating that piece of chocolate, you know, <laughs> versus, um, yeah, it's like working out, it takes time to see the, the, um, the benefits. So uh, using that why to motivate you, I think is huge, but uh, finding time, um, I would say if your listeners haven't read the book uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear, I would highly recommend that book. Um, and it definitely has helped me build healthier habits and maybe reduce the not so healthy habits. Um, but one one tool that he talks about in that is um, habit stacking. So I think um, just to you know, just to give one one idea maybe for people with who are finding it hard to find time is, you know, to, to stack your meditation on top of an existing habit. So that may be, you know, we all have the habit of brushing our teeth in the morning, or it may be making your morning tea or your shower or whatever it is. And, um, stacking the meditation on top of that so what that would mean is that you know when you brush your teeth you then know okay I need to meditate now so it's almost like that reminder for you uh, and you go and you meditate straight after or even better maybe beforehand so that it's like well I can't have my morning tea until I meditate you know um, and of course you can still choose not to but you're more likely to remember and, you know, it, it's more likely to just become a habit and it, it, it'll become second nature, like all those habits of, you know, brushing your teeth, showering, um, making your, your morning tea. So, yeah, that's one thing I would say is to habit stack and to get that book and um, read up on even more of those tools because they have helped me hugely and helped many people that I work with. Um, but as you said, you definitely can find the time. I think if your why is strong enough, if your if your re if your reason for wanting to to do something is strong enough, um, that will that will help you to to commit and show up for yourself. Yeah, I read the book Atomic Habits as well, and I absolutely loved it. So to anyone listening, um, definitely get that book as well. It's definitely one of my favorites for. Anyone who's trying to implement a daily routine, creating habits, breaking bad habits, atomic habits is brilliant. Um, so definitely, as I said, you know, you can make time for anything you want. It is just I do think you just do have to be more disciplined and organized. So something I do is I do plan out my days the night beforehand 
and say now if it is even if it is going to the gym in the morning have your gym clothes ready by the door that you don't have to get up and be rushing and trying to find everything in the morning have your day even if it's hour by hour or just the basic tasks have your tasks ready and I find that way you can do anything if you're organized and disciplined um, and motivated um, so I think along with finding time the mainly second problem uh, people find when it comes to meditating is they just find it really hard to concentrate because I know when I first started meditating I couldn't stop thinking I remember after like five seconds so many thoughts were flooding into my head but they say apparently the more that you can slow down your brain the more that you actually need to meditate which I think is completely true because I just was lying there and I was like okay just focus just focus and I was finding it impossible so do you have any advice for to try and help people calm their thoughts when they are meditating? Uh, well, the first piece of advice would be is to not try and calm their thoughts. <laughs> you know, don't make that the goal because that is very hard to achieve. And that's where your attention is going to go. And then you're, you're, you're not in the meditative practice if you're trying to control that, if that makes sense. So um, what, I would, what I would say is what your number one tool with this is um is your breath so your breath is your anchor to the present moment so it grounds us into the present moment it brings us back to what's happening right now okay and um that's what's so wonderful about the bread is that it's always in the present moment and we always have access to it so it's um when i suppose it's about becoming aware and observing um when your mind has wandered and gone off in thought which will happen as you said you know and happens more so at the beginning um so just observing when that happens and saying oh there's my mind my mind is gone again so just coming back then that's your cue when you notice it that's your cue to just take a deep inhale and feel the movement created by your body so, you know, that can help even more than concentrating on, you know, just saying inhaling, you know, actually feeling the, the physical movement in your body is really, really grounding and really brings you back to here and now. So, uh, yeah, using the breath, coming back to the inhale and the exhale and focusing on that is my number one recommendation for anyone whose mind is wandering and you know to stick with it because like like you said if the more active your mind is the more meditation can can help you or benefit you you can benefit from meditation um but it, it can be hard and you as i said you may only get little glimmers of present moment or um kind of oh i think i might have entered a meditative state there or you know you might only get little glimmers of it in the beginning and it will take time um but slowly slowly you will start to see the benefits in your life like the pause that you mentioned that kind of really resonates with you um so yeah using the breath that is the the number one i think for me yeah definitely i think um it's just kind of just about calming yourself and you know allowing yourself because it is um so like freeing from stress and from life Joe, you know, i always feel like um we always put time aside to exercise every day but we never put time aside to work on our minds um which i think is something that it's becoming more popular now that people are making more time for their mindset their mentality and their mental health um so just to finish up Sinead, what are your plans for the next six months to one year great um <laughs> 
and just what you said just to add on what you said there about yeah making time for the you know the working out and uh, I was actually only thinking about this lately and I think is it you know is part of it that outwardly you can see if you know there's there's um rewards you know in that people can see if you're working out you look well you know um but I think also this can happen with meditation but we're just not really aware of that in that you know um in some in some studies it shows that it's anti-aging and I actually think you know on your face you can see when you're less stressed you know you can actually visibly see and um you know so many people would say at different times oh you're glowing you know and I think that glow is from the inside out genuinely um so I think it's yeah realizing that there are well you know the main goal is the internal benefits and the 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 impact on your relationships that meditation can have I suppose the more you start to see that pause that you spoke about you know that has a huge impact in your relationships and um and on the relationship with yourself but also there are some actual, you know, physical, physical benefits too, you know. So my plans for the next six months. Um, so, yeah, my plans are interesting. Um, I am actually expecting a, a baby. So I'm due on in early May. So I'm sure that will uh, take up the latter half of 2021. Um so before that, I suppose, just continuing to, to do what I'm doing, um, I will be taking a nice break over Christmas, which is much, much needed. Mm. And uh, then coming back, you know, with that fresh and new energy, uh, which is yeah. important, I think, because it is hard to keep going all year round. Um, so bringing that new energy um, after I've had that rest into my work of one-to-one work, um hopefully get shine and shine online back up and running again uh because we've just finished our last course for 2020 uh we may potentially do some uh workshops you know uh, aside from the introduction to meditation as a lot of people have been asking about this so particularly in the area of like self-love that one's being asked for a lot so um we may we may start doing a, a couple of workshops in that area. Uh, it's all to be decided between uh, Sinead Hegarty and I. And yeah, I suppose I'll continue with my uh, moon meditation circle. I absolutely love that and the community that's being built. So that is a group that meets fortnightly online. Um, and it's lovely because you can dip in and out, you know, if you feel drawn to attending uh, depending on what topic or theme we're doing uh, that week, you could just drop in and come back another time. Or we have chip, we have our regulars who who tend to be there most weeks, and then we have people who dip in and out. So it's a lovely, lovely community, and that's a word that's really important to me is community, um, and not in the sense you know of maybe community when I was growing up it's it means something different to me now. It means like having you know your tribe of people that really you know, um, understand you, are on the same wavelength as you and, you know, under, I suppose, yeah, speak the same language as you, you know, so that's really, really important um, community, creating that, whether, whether you know, for me, it's, I suppose, um, with, with my work and typically through kind of spiritual practices, but for others, it can be you know, through exercising, working out, you know, there's so many ways to get access to that. But I think 
that's something that's missing from a lot of people's lives right now and especially during this during this pandemic um so yeah uh, that's what I'd be working on and then I I'm afraid to say it but I think maybe I should because it might keep me accountable <laughs> I, really, I really have um been feeling the urge or getting the messages to start writing a book but I have no idea what this book is going to be about <laughs> so I will surprise myself with that also but I think even just when I discovered that I was pregnant and that I thought oh like this would actually be a good time to start writing um so I had promised myself that I would put pen to paper before the end of 2020. So I will get a few pa few words on, on, on the page before the end of 2020, but that will be, I think, where my focus will be going in early 21. So uh, yeah, watch this space. Thank you for listening to the Come Here To Me podcast. Lots of more exciting and inspiring guests to come this year. So keep an eye on all my social media channels.